Hi, hi, hello. Welcome to Citizen First Podcast. I am the host, Jojo. I have here a long-weighted uh, podcast that I was supposed to put out. Uh, it was recorded back in July, and a lot has happened since. So, But this particular podcast, um, I am talking with a Atlanta, Georgia resident who is a black trans and they tell me about their experiences going through the frustrations of the political spectrum of the United States. Um, they go on to tell me about uh, race and sex and gender, uh, someone who is black trans. And I wanted to say that it was delightful to learn from that perspective, to learn a bit more. And I encourage to have you know, people to voice their perspective, to have a voice and to tell their story. And it was it was just nice to have that guest come on um, and it, it's to speak their experiences. It was a jam-packed conversation, but I hope you guys enjoy it. Um, it is definitely something to learn from. Um, as much as I did, I learned quite a lot from the conversation that I had. All right. Well, hope you enjoy. Bye for now. Hello, hello. Thank you for coming and doing this with me, Zuli. Uh, how are you and where are you? My name <laughs> is Zuli, uh, Zuli Young, uh, and I uh, am a trans, non-binary, gender-fluid uh, um, American. Uh, who is African-American, so I just, I look black, uh, I wear a lot of clothing, I love video games, anime, and way too much political and gender discussion. I work as a computer, as a computer scientist, slash, you know, DevOps engineer for General Electric, and am here to say that I love my country when it stops being racist, which is, it never really stopped being racist, I just want to be clear with that, we never stop that. Uh... I, right now, am exhausted. It's been a very tiring day in the shiny state of Georgia where we love to destroy everything that matters. Um, I am in Georgia, Atlanta, Georgia, to be specific. Atlanta, Georgia, right. So there's obviously a lot of stuff that's going on in Atlanta, Georgia, uh, and in the states, right? You got your governor uh, of Georgia suing somebody there, the mayor of Atlanta, who is uh, trying to mandate having masks and he doesn't want that. He doesn't, he doesn't think that's, that's uh, efficient. Nope, so. he's gone out of his way to make sure that this pandemic uh, happened in the worst way possible. And he's not the only one. Uh, Georgia is a hotbed of problems, uh, but we are definitely not the epicenter of them. I mean, in some cases we are. But uh, we're like one of three places that became a really big problem in the country. Um, so first of all, for the people who do not know who uh, the governor of Georgia in America is, which you have no reason to, because otherwise it wouldn't have mattered. His name is Brian Kemp. Uh, he's a middle-aged to old white dude, which kind of explains where we're going here, uh, who stole his election because at the time that he was elected uh, like elected into his position he was also the secretary uh for his state uh and that meant that he got to oversee his own election uh and mysteriously 
polling booths disappeared uh, or didn't have power and were only found after, you know, the numbers had been run uh, mysteriously. Um, also, he canceled the election of like new representative this year. Also, he did a bunch of other shady things. So, you know, not the best guy. Uh, in May, uh, when like, you know, this nightmare started, uh, Governor Kemp said, hi, people, I say, we've, we've quarantined for like a month or two, uh, despite what the CDC in our own state says, um, I think it's a good time to reopen now. Uh, and so everyone was like, okay, what did you have in mind, Mr. Kemp? What, what was your plan? Do you want to open up like government facilities first so that people can go, you know, do their taxes and collect their aid in ways that are like reasonable and time oriented? No, 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 not them. We need to get this economy back on track. We can't really do that unless people can get back to work. So they're going to need that aid or some health care or something. No, 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 no. We need to get the economy that matters back on track. So in this pandemic that has been found to spread through the air and through touch on services, I, Brian Kemp, have decided that we should open bars, restaurants, bowling alleys, and hair salons. And those are the places that obviously we will get the most things from. Those are the places that everyone misses, everyone wishes they could have open right now. I want a haircut, you want a haircut, this is the most reasonable course of action. Uh, to which some of the population said, yeah, you can't deny our right to get a haircut, which we handily try to remind them, technically that's not a right, but whatever. Um, <laughs> and the other half of our population says, wait a second, aren't those all places that will spread disease like crazy? Which yes, it did. Yeah, I was, it, it's really crazy to see, like I, when I was speaking to Caroline, oh my God, I was just, uh, it, seeing it from afar, the States, it's like, damn. Um, going back to what you were saying about, you know, the, the case is getting wild and everything and because people are trying to say that, you know, you're, you're holding my rights to do things. Why, why do you think Americans in your own perspective like why are americans so hell-bent on not trying to change for for their own goodness because it first of all we got to break down some assumptions that the fact that this is an american inherent ideal right uh and some parts of it are right they're very much uh, america is very much a place where we've been taught that individualism is important that you know every person can do what they can but i want to point out something very important here americans in general aren't like, this is bad. Specifically, our administration and people who have been, or who are supporting this administration have been fed information like, you can't trust experts. You can't trust, you can't trust people who think they know what they're talking about. It's fake media. You know, there's like, you know, everyone's trying to trick you. Everyone's trying to like drift you, uh, but we're not, even though we lie to you all the time, verifiably, and you can check that we've lied literally thousands of times and are also gone out of our way to destroy it. We're not the liars here. It's those people. It's like Anthony Fauci, who has been in his job for more than 40 years and is one of the most venerated members of his community. Uh, him, he's trying to sneak in and trick you and ship you with all this stuff. Coronavirus isn't real. 
uh, it's the Chinese, it's the Chinese, it's all their fault, even though the virus is affecting everyone equally, and it's not in any way a, a biotech, it's affected thousands of countries, well not thousands, hundreds of countries across the world. Uh, it's a Chinese virus that was made by China to weaken the US or to, you know, to make everyone freak out of being like, to have what, like health insurance? No, that's just, it's a Chinese hoax made by the liberal media. And, you know, honestly, if you make us wear a mask, that's tyranny because you're forcing us to do things unlike seatbelts or the number of other safety measures we force people to do because otherwise it's illegal. But, you know, that's, you know, I, I shouldn't have to do that because why should I have to support other people who are all trying to trick me too? We're all, like, we're all trying to, everyone should go up by their bootstraps, right? Because if we had some sort of idea that, like, it's society's job to protect its people and that we live in a place that deserves social, so, so, social safety nets, then, well, that makes a lot of things that this administration do kind of sucky and can't have that. Um, so there's a lot of that going around in circles. Uh, and specifically, our administration, and I want to make this so painstakingly clear for people who are not in America. Um, our government has stopped dealing with trying to make coronavirus better. They have stopped. They have stopped. They have they don't send briefings anymore. They don't give me, they like, you know, some people in our government have tried making mandates, but they're getting fought left and right. The, from the highest level in the federal government, in fact, uh, something that's recently drawn a lot of controversy to uh, America is that uh, this administration uh, under the orders of Mike Pence has just said that hospitals shall no longer send their information to the CDC, which again, if you're not in America, yeah. is the Center for Disease Control. Um, that is the place where we, it is known to be one of the like, you know, most powerful and influential centers for like knowledge about diseases. It's literally yeah. like world renowned. Yeah, um, I saw that. Yeah. And it's like, this is where we like, if we want to save the world from a disease, that's like one of like the three places you want to go, the Center for Disease Control, you know? Um, and so they say, no, 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 can't, don't send the data there first, send it to our privately owned data center that was made with like a, a no bid grant, uh, to this one company to mimic what the CDC already has, send it to us first, and then we'll think about getting the data out to other people. It, which it, no it just it started to interrupt it just sounds like there's a lot of there's a lot of information going thrown thrown around and i i can hear that there is like from your voice it's it's like there's there's common sense but people are are ignoring all the common sense facts of what is happening and they're they're trying to uh elude the actual uh, reality of what's going on, right? From what I can see, and even here in Canada, so there's a lot of yeah. There's it's, yeah. It's yeah. Go ahead. Again, I like one. I want to make it clear that we are in a situation where we have a con man as a president who was running a con and has been running a con for a long time. Um, 
I don't care what else, anyone else wants to call him. That's what he is. He, if you want to look at his history and you can see that he just cons all day long and he gets lawsuits for them all day long because people find out, ah, oh, it's a con man. Don't do that. Um, but yeah, it's just, not, yeah. See, I can't, some people are just eluding reality, but for the, there's a lot of people who are being given a false reality. Again, this is in a situation where like, it's not like Trump is sitting here like, hey, everyone wear a mask. Everyone stay far away from each other. Everyone like, you know, behave. You know, we need to keep, get the stuff on lockdown. We need to do better, more testing, more tracing that we can make sure that less people get this virus. No, it's veritably the opposite. And when you have your federal government, right, saying, I don't want more numbers. I don't want more testing. I don't want to see more cases because if I see them, then I have to like deal with that. And then it becomes my problem, right? When you have a president or a leader who says, I will not take responsibility. This man said this live on TV. I do not take responsibility for this catastrophe that happened. Not because this virus was so deadly that it was always going to happen, but specifically because they ignored warnings from other countries. They didn't uh, tell people to act fast enough. They didn't create enough supplies when they did. They did not take it seriously. Um, and then when they started to have to take it seriously because they didn't have a choice, then they started doing half-assed measures. And then we had things where people opened up too soon because they wanted you know, the economy to get back on track, quote unquote, without actually caring about the fact that the people are the economy. Um, this administration has gone out of its way. And at this point, they've given up trying to make things better, like I've said, and are trying to hide the fact that things are demonstrably terrible. And it's specifically the leadership's fault. Because when you're in this situation, when it's this large, huge problem, right? That is beyond the scope of any individual. And that's the leadership to lead the people and tell them what to do, to give them an idea of how bad the situation is and what they can do to make it better. That's why we have a Center for Disease Control. That is why the federal government has the power to make certain mandates of companies to build certain things for the public health and for the public well-being. Um, yeah, yeah. They, like, you know, have the abilities, they have these uh, agreements they made with the people and the companies that are within the country to make, make sure that they're safe. And our administration under Donald Trump specifically has gone out of the way to gut all of those safety nets, to ignore experts and officials, to spread a narrative that this is either not deadly, only affects old people and they deserve to die for the economy, or that it's all fake and you shouldn't have to worry about it and people should be able to free to do what they want to do unless that is fight back. That, yeah, and that, this is what I'm saying. Like, it's there's a lot of information that is coming from the top that's confusing a lot of like people, and it's causing so much stress and fear and anxiety uh, in, in the nation. And I don't think what he's doing is helping by saying all these things. I, you know, you, you can like him, hate him, whatever, but I, I do think he has to be that leader where, like, like everyone's on the same page because if you're not on the same page then it's just gonna make things worse you gotta be on the same page you gotta stick with your facts stick with your your medical pro, uh, people in the medical profession who are telling you all these things and then bring it to the people you know speak 
what is factual and stick to it. Because if you don't, you're going to have all these different perspectives and different uh, facts that are not even facts or just informations that are coming out from wherever. And um, that's the thing. If you don't stick with, with actual facts, people are going to manipulate information very quickly. And if that's going to that's gonna spread like wildfire, as you already know. Oh, um, yeah, definitely. But again, yeah. I want to make this very clear, just as an idea, right? It yeah. isn't just that they don't have the right page. They specifically gave America the wrong page it wasn't who's just they? who's, who's that they? they ignore the fact uh the, to the trump administration and oh, specifically okay. donald trump they did not it wasn't just that they ignored it and then they were confused or they were just they specifically lied to the american people they said this will all go away they said you know it's not a big problem it'll go away we don't need to worry about it right yeah, that's um, what they were saying. Yeah. Huh? Yeah, no, sorry. Go yeah. ahead. Like that, yeah, that's um, what they were saying in the beginning. Like, I remember he was saying that. Yeah. Yeah, they said, like, you know, you don't need to wear a mask. It's fine. Uh, yeah. you know, but then people, it's not people a will argue. Well, people will argue, will say, well, it was like, we're going to talk back and forth. But like Dr. Fauci said, oh, you don't have to. And, and then now he's putting the blame on him, right? And everybody's playing on, the, on him. Like, oh, he said we don't have to wear a mask, though. And now he's saying we have to wear a mask. I hear that a lot, like that argument. But the guy is not trying to... Yeah. Dive, yeah. He's not, a, he's not trying to... Cons, cons so with Fauci, the, it's a different story. Because Fauci is an expert in his field yeah. who said, okay, we know this about the virus right now. Right now, with the information I have, I don't think a, a mask is necessary. And then he said later on, actually, you know what? My B turns out definitely necessary. And as soon as he said that, right, all across the world, people were like, yep, you got it, mask, dude. What's up? Mask, mask, let's do it. Um, and the, the, the contrast between that and the president, who was like, hey, if you test more, then more cases show up. So we should have less testing so that no one can know what's going on right yeah. who a president who said i don't really know like you know what could solve uh maybe shooting like ultraviolet rays into your bloodstream maybe bleach you know that you know that might be a solution uh that he told to the american people and when and then the company had to say don't bleach yourself please don't do that um it's a president who Multiple times said this was a Chinese virus and a Chinese problem in America. We're doing great. We've only had six, 60,000 deaths. That's a great job. Everyone should be celebrating how good of a job we did with 60,000 deaths. Yeah. We are now double that, by the way, um, if not more. So, and that is. That, that that that's it's it, i don't know how you guys are so the people in atlanta how are you guys dealing with this how are the people there dealing with with all this what's the attitude what is what's going on i mean like, are they are they scared are they frustrated are they like i'm sure they are but i mean i'm in your circle of people you are in contact with yeah I have a lot of being fed up I, i'll say that um 
I find that Atlanta is a like it's definitely from what I've seen and what I read a little bit, like they have a lot of black businesses and they have a lot of small local black businesses that wanna, you know, open up and do do the do their thing. Are, they are probably up for reopening, but now how has that impacted them, you know, with all this happening? It's probably gonna be more detrimental towards the ones who are, you know, are local. I'm probably asking a lot of questions, but I'm just trying to figure out like how how they're doing and what's going on with their their mindset and attitude. I mean, everyone's more or less frustrating over over their own thing because you know we're trying like there's some of us who have been like like quarantined this whole time who have been trying to limit our connection with other people for this whole time, and <laughs> to have all of the work we put in and all of the things we tried to do, you know, reduced to nothing for various reasons is, is frustrating, you know? It's very frustrating. Yeah. But a lot of times people are just trying to live their lives because for a lot of people, this has been a devastating event. There are millions, millions upon millions of people who have lost their jobs. Um, this is a worst economic disaster in a lot of people's eyes than the Great Depression was uh, because people can't work because either they get sick or they like, you know, their industry falls under because no one can go out. Um, re like rushing to reopen these industries made it so that like now, you know, people who would normally have been paid to stay home now no longer get that safety net because they said, well, like the, the business is open. Why aren't you going to work? Like, well, pandemic's happening. Well, the, the business is open, so you should go to work. Even though, even if it kills you. And like, okay. Um, so people, wow. There are people who have no choice but to just go about their lives, even though there's a deadly pandemic going on. Um, there are people who have no choice but to you know, fake, more or less lose their life because they live in an industry or have a job or a series of jobs where either they go in and almost definitely get COVID uh, and then aren't able to pay the ludicrous hospital bills because we live in a country that does not believe uh, in universal, a universal in a universal safety net, uh, they do yeah. not believe in public health truly. Uh, but we can get into that another time. The point <laughs> is, uh, yeah. you know, since they don't, we end up with situations where either you die from bankruptcy and you lose all your money, you die from unemployment and you lose Jeez. most of your money. Uh, you aren't able able to make your rent, so you die from homelessness. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness are all under attack and have been uh, for a long time now. And so this just really revealed it uh, because sometimes things happen to you that you can't pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Uh, and I keep, hear I keep hearing like that. that. Idea. Yeah, and I keep, I keep hearing that, uh, Zuli. Like this whole thing about you have to pull yourself by the bootstraps, the it's all there for you to, of the taking you just have to go and pick it up but we all know that a lot of social situations and your social background or your your class or whoever you are they're just things are not the way it seems there's no american dream from what a lot of people are telling me like it's not like oh the american dream you just gotta you just gotta be hustling you know you gotta hustle 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 and then you get it but it's not always like that and i i know that that's not the reality work hard but just because you work hard doesn't mean you're going to be successful and 
and there are oh, things there that are uh, we, yeah oh yeah hugely um it's a really messed up system but that's uh what yeah, that usual thing is kind of, that's the neoliberal death cult um have anyone told you about the neoliberal death cult what is that so there is this kind of idea right that everyone first of all it's divorced from the it's divorced from the idea of like you know any history in america any you know any like you know understanding of like the greater like you know lineage of terrible things we've done um but it's the idea that if everyone just does their best right and like works their hardest on their own um they should be able to just figure things out right like you know the, you know all hail the invisible hand more or less um so if i am a business owner right i should to you know boost my profits pay my workers the least that i have to right mm -hmm. and as a worker if i don't like that then my job should be instead of like you know being able to be paid for being a human doing labor they say no uh you should be paid you know you if you don't like this get a better job you know if you don't like being being paid a small amount of money get a better job um and then they say you know if you're selling to a person you should sell for the most that you can make from it because that's how you know business is almost like you know almost hilariously unfettered uh not hilariously unfettered, but it is very unfettered capitalism in the idea that if you fail in capitalism, well, you must have been lazy. You must not have been working hard enough or you must not have been, you know, doing your part because it's the American dream, of course. Everyone can make it here, of course, right? Because there's nothing socioeconomic that's holding people back, right? There's no laws or policies that we made to specifically make life harder on people who don't have enough, right? That'd be crazy. No, everyone's equal here. There's no, there's no, there's no Warren Bison say. Anyway, um, so that's what it. That's pretty much what that is, right? What the the liberal, what's it called again? Neoliberal death cult. But don't worry, Neo, don't neoliberal death cult. No, no, no I was just, I just wondering. As such, um, yeah. you can just say the. Yeah, American dream unmasked. <laughs> right, right. So, uh, but people can argue, well, yeah, there's going to be people who will say, well, you know, what do you, says, you know, expect? Should we just give out handouts? And obviously that's not what it is, not handouts, but it should be like, I feel like the pandemic has probably showed that we should probably have like some universal income or something because the way that it was handled, like for instance, are you guys still getting checks? And if if so, no, we got one. No, you no, guys only had you guys still only had one. Uh -huh. So if there was more, we got one, and then they said, uh, "What?" No, I'm. I was gonna say if if there was more, then it would it would be really nice, right? If there was people who who need it can have it, but not using it. They as gave us one stimulus check, and then they had bonus uh -huh. unemployment benefits. Which not everyone could get. Not which not everyone can get. First of all, uh, second of all, a lot of them were invalidated because you would lose your unemployment benefits if your like place of employment opened up, hence reopenings. Uh, so they didn't have to pay for that as much. 
Um, and that got, I think that funding got gutted last month, though anyone who was getting it no longer is. Um, see, that is see, to me, that's crazy. So how do you expect, because the economy is opening, is that why they expect people to just go and work now? Because it's like they're trying to open up? Because a lot, I, I don't understand how that's, I don't understand that, why they're doing that, pulling that away. Because they don't care about us. They don't. Yeah. Remember, I told you, this is a con. They don't really care. They want, they want to make everyone feel like everything's gone back to normal, even though it hasn't, because they haven't done the work to make it go back to work normal because they didn't want to. Uh, and they want to blame the American people and blame everyone but themselves uh, for the fact that literally hundreds of thousands of people have died from something that could have been much less destructive and was for the remainder of the free world. Um, I do want to talk about um, the, the fact that a lot of black trans don't have a lot of voice and they're starting to uh, voice their experiences, their thoughts, their voices. And social media is definitely a huge platform for that. And I can, I see a lot of discourse. I find that a lot of people either don't want to talk about it because they're afraid that they may offend people or offend others. Or there's like this thing, if you do say something wrong, people are going to just attack you online having an open dialogue of talking about uh, sex and gender. I feel like that's kind of like a big, big topic now. Sex and gender has always been a big topic. It never, literally never stopped being a big topic. So there's a couple things I need to mention here. That, First that's of all, true. Um, mm-hmm. um, the idea that, you know, if you say something wrong online, people are just going to attack you at the core. Maybe when you're like 13 and like everyone is trying like their best to prove that they're the best person and they don't really know what they're doing. But in most cases, if you come at, come there with a good heart and not coming with a bad faith argument or like you actually want to understand something, people in the queer community are super excited to explain things to you. They're super excited to have talks with you. Um, being queer is fun. Learning about sexuality and like, you know, emotions is fun. We try to be happy when we can, you know, everyone handles it differently. Right, but in general, it's not really an issue of you know these people being like you know these angry Star Wars defenders. That's a that's a narrative that is told about queer people uh, that they're like you know this, these social justice warriors just want to like you know be PC and prove everything's right, and they're just going to fight you and yell at you if you do anything even minorly minorly wrong. Um, that's what most most, times yeah. we, huh? most people think that yeah. Yeah, and that's not true at all. Because, uh, well, you know, for most people, if you, if you honestly are like, hey, I don't understand this. Can we have a conversation? Like, can you tell me about it? Like, if you actually come with the idea that, hey, I want to learn about this. This is interesting to me. I don't like, you know, I've never thought about it this, this way. Can you talk to me about it? And I'm confused, right? If you come with a heart and a mind of wanting to learn more about this community, then a lot, of, a lot of the community, you could say maybe the, like, you know, you could even say the core of the community is about acceptance of new and interesting ideas. Crazy. Uh, but you know what? Uh, 
Zuli, the thing is, is that people, I find that it's, it is a trend that people don't want to accept things that are different, that are new. There's always, it always takes time. And I find that trans people, they've been fighting for their voice to be heard for so long, but it's taking, it's, it's taking so much time. And there's a lot of backlash between even in the, in the queer community too, as well. Like I find I've heard things like people don't even accept, people don't even accept trans in, in the LGBTQ community as well. Like I, I, I don't, there's a, there's a lot of going, going on that I'm not even aware of. So do you find, do you find that that is, that's the reason why things are just slowly turning? Do you, like it's not going quick for, so for change. it's not again trans people aren't like a new thing no um, it's not just no, like gay no. people aren't a new thing just like yeah. all the other ones they're not a new thing we've been here just about as long as everyone else has been here um but it it's hard <laughs> because yeah because being trans or being in like yeah, being trans being non-binary um being a gender being someone who's off the beaten path of what people and like being like you know gay gay you know gay straight or bi right that on its own like people had to struggle just for like bi people to exist and a lot of people still don't think bisexuals exist and it's crazy um mm. but those are still within the gender binary if, if you will live in a society that has taught you your entire life that there's men and that there's women and there's nothing else and you start as one and you go as one and you start the other and you go as the other. It took long enough just for people to be like, well, okay, sometimes men don't like women. You're like, oh, yeah. <gasps> um, but then when you're like, well, what if a person is born with one body and they want a different one? And that blows people's minds. Like, no, 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 that's impossible. No one could want a different body. That doesn't make sense. Which is what, and this, this line of thinking is, actually why i tell you um you've probably talked to more trans people than you thought than you think you have um because on one note a lot of people have to keep it quiet uh because being in this world as it is uh a lot of people just it's it's hard to explain it to others because they think they sound crazy um one of the hallmarks of being trans in a lot of cases is having this strange desire um but not wanting to engage with it because you either think like you aren't you aren't worthy of it you know, like, you know, I would love to be a girl or like, I'd love to be a guy, but I would just be ugly or like, I wouldn't look like the right. That's, you know, that's a lot of how people represent this thing called dysphoria. Um, so there's a lot of people who have these thoughts in their mind and do not even, aren't even able to fully deal with them. And luckily we have enough representation and voices, as you said now, that more people are understanding what that could be, right? That's like, oh, I'm so grateful for that. Um, but you know, there's still a lot, a lot of people who don't allow themselves that freedom of expression so that they feel that they are held within the bonds of this binary. Um, I have, you know, one of my best friends, one of the people who I adore, I love this person, um, was, you know, they were, they were being themselves for 32 years, 32 years. Uh, and they had, you know, they said, you know, they had thoughts like, I hate this part of my body, you know, I hate looking at it, I wish I was bigger, you know, um, I wish I was more androgynous. And they, for them, they thought, ah, nah, I'm just weird. It doesn't matter, right? And it was only after we talked for months, but after we had gotten so close and I was able to like look at this, like, you know, thread of thoughts, I was like, hey, maybe there's something to that. 
And they were able to explore that and find out, hey, I'm non-binary. I don't want to be either or. I don't want to be either of them. So, boom. I have a word for that now. I can be that now. And that's really, it, that's really hard. Uh, it, it's even harder because every time, like, we try to have a voice, transgender people are made to be the butt of jokes in media, um, especially black transgender people. We are made to be this, you know, horrific abomination that like looks like a, it looks basically like a man who just put on a dress and didn't care. Uh, or, you know, we're, you know, put thought to be sexual predators who are here to manipulate women and go into bathrooms and be creepy, even though why would I go through complex surgeries or take expensive drugs if I just want to do what men in America do anyway, uh, because mm. we have definitely a rape problem. Uh, yeah. But, you know, that's, you know, like, like, what is, we're portrayed to be perverts or deviants or, you know, degenerates who all, you know, or just weird people who don't know what they're talking about instead of humans who have found new information about themselves and what they like to do and how they want to express themselves and are adapting to that and trying to make those we put a lot of work in for people stonewall stonewall was you know like black trans activists have been there every time all the time they always show out so kind of a shame that well we you know put in so much hard work and are constantly getting fucked over but hey that's the system yeah yeah, and I'm I'm happy that you you came on and you're talking about it, because it gives more perspective, and like you said, maybe I haven't I don't know who I'm speaking to. I could speak I'm, I could be speaking to somebody who is trans. I don't know. Who knows? Does it really matter? I guess no. Yeah. Um, but like that's the thing for me. I'm speaking like about myself because I would like to know more about the you know person's perspective on it. Um, to be more normalized so that way it doesn't seem you know foreign because to me yeah. it seems to me it seems foreign like I don't know too much I could read about it but doesn't mean I know and I think for me I can only speak to myself I only learn things better when I get to know somebody in a personal level maybe you know even like just just having a talk just now like with you it's just talking about it makes me a little bit more yeah. ac acute to what is to what is uh, happening in in that person's uh, perspective. So, yeah, the more the more we talk about, it, the better. Do you think that having uh, this platform like social media that there are definitely more progressive uh, nature towards the the openness of trans people, especially trans people who are black, do you think there is more of an openness to it now because of social media? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Uh, in the same way that there are more people coming together saying that we hate these things, um, there are definitely a lot more people coming together saying, hey, that person is like me. That person, that like, like you know, you'll see a post and be like, hey, I've had that thought before. Maybe that's something I can follow. Or hey, like you know, you see a funny comic and you're like, I relate to that. 
maybe that's something I should think about. Um, that has wildly expanded uh, the, the people who can come to terms with their identity. Because again, we live in a society where media, nine times out of 10, isn't going to help you figure out that you're trans. Like, it's not going to do a very good job at that. It's not going to help you figure out a lot about your identity because, like, nine out of ten people on television are, like, white, heteronormative, you know, heterosexual people who are just going about their days. Uh, and an occasional character of color is added as a splash. Um, we're getting better about that now, but specifically on purpose. Like, we are having to put actual effort into doing it. Um, uh, not to mention that most of them are guys. Uh, but <laughs> now we live in a society where someone like there's whole subcultures of people who are making like you know memes and like you know images and comics with characters of all races and ethnicities. And if you look enough, and if you're like you know around enough, you can find something for you. Which means that if you just happen to be questioning or confused about this theories of thoughts and feelings that you've had your whole life, you can find other people who may have had those same thoughts and feelings and say, hey, maybe there's something here that I can do something with, which is mm -hmm. beautiful. And I'm so happy about it. Yeah, I totally agree too. I totally agree because that's the more people voice things. And that's the thing about that's the thing too, because people can just talk, 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 have all these thoughts. If it's not malicious, if it's more about discovery and understanding and being positive about it, there will be mistakes along the way where people will say something or people may say things that will hurt you. But if it's something that comes from trying to understand, I feel like that shouldn't put uh, a dent into more of a understanding of communication between the two. Uh, two people or, or, you know, uh, so I, I think uh, social media is definitely a really good way of doing it. And you definitely explained it really beautifully. I also wanted to mention too, like, what did you see Dave Chappelle's special on, on that too? Because I don't know what your take on it. Oh, I mean, God. that might be a sticks loaded question. Stones? I think it's the one with the sticks and stones. I'm gonna like what I, I'll say my take on it. But like, I'll be honest, but what what is your take? I would ask. If you if you did see it, and then how did you feel about? That? I I did see it. I wasn't the hugest fan of that special. Um, so just to be clear, for my is it the own one personal reasons? I have a lot right. of respect. Huh? I have a lot of respect for D Dave Chappelle as an like as a comedian, as an artist, and as a member yeah. of the black community. Uh, if you if you saw his um is special that he released which is uh 846 that, yeah, one, that was one was really good yeah um, that was that i was love good. that one and so like yeah, you know if anyone's be. listening 846 dave, dave Chappelle, beautiful um beautiful really good but uh i wasn't a fan of the special overall now specifically the lgbt segment what the what the uh, kind of you know is that the one with the he said he was talking about the alphabet people is that the one yeah yeah the alphabet people in the car yeah um, yeah in the car yeah yeah again not my favorite way of explaining it but yeah <laughs> he did get some general community problems that are like well known or been almost like you know 
stereotypical or fairly stereotypical at this point like the idea mm -hmm. that like a lot of uh things that are run by are like by like straight you know straight a lot of progress that would have been able to like be made or voices that were early heard were just straight uh white you know males uh and you know because gay or not you're still a straight white male and so you know that gives you some advantages um and then they're like you know then there's uh, lesbians which you know they're their own thing but they're both yeah. binary and then we have the bisexuals who are kind of erased and seem to get like some flack from both sides weird amount of bi erasure don't ask me why and then there's transsexual people uh or transgender people um see you know i'm i'm fucking up uh transgender <laughs> people who are just trying to live their best lives um who are like you know getting <laughs> who are getting you know just a lot of flack from all sides yeah. now again i don't want to make this claim that like everyone in the community is like this again this community no, no. is largely about acceptance but yeah. if we're going to talk about problems in the community these are a good if you wanted to just talk about some of the problems in the queer community right that is a good ex explanation of some of the problems in the queer community i wouldn't say it's a great explanation of the queer community as a whole but if you just mm -hmm. wanted to describe like inherent problems in it and only like a handful of them that's a, he did a pretty funny way of doing it you know i thought so too and and, and that side of that the joke was like i yeah yeah um was it again so like was it definitely from him was not my favorite special yeah. uh yeah. yeah he 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 always says that he always gets flacked by by the trans community which and he's you know and I, I i like his commentary i like his his i like that he puts it on the map and i i like that he's he's the one probably looking like a fool but like it's in a way it's like self-defecating but at the same time you're kind of learning too because in the way you're you're not saying like you know for the fact that what he's saying is not like oh okay this is what it is i think he's just in my opinion the way he's doing it, it's like okay uh, I respect them. This is my take on them, you know, but like, um, you know, you pick and choose. It, it, it's really, it's kind of weird. I have like, different I, feelings. Yes, go ahead. Um, I think the importance of a voice can be used both ways, right? Mm -hmm. uh, because there aren't people who always know what's what this might be like you said for you before we had this conversation you said hey i don't actually know much of stuff about transgender people i haven't really talked to many of them to my knowledge right so if i told you all transgender people you know we all you know we all go online and write about how much we hate cis people because that's just how we deal with our feelings um you like there's only so much information you have right? It's not necessarily like your fault. There's only so much exposure you're given to us, right? Yeah, and so yeah. when people like Dave Chappelle put out these ideas, right? They're not harmless. They're not just pick and choose. For some people, and for an unfortunate amount of people, since trans people do not get much public, you know, much media elaboration at all, um, it is their default. They, they, the best that they know, like, oh, yeah, you're one of the alphabet people. 
that's where I first heard of you. That's why yeah. I knew, like one of the first things you brought, like, you know, one of the first pieces of media you brought up was Dave Chappelle. Mm -hmm. Because I doubt yeah. that you have a lot of other sources. Well, I only, the, media. the only reason, no, no, the, the thing I brought that up because it was, I never really, I, I had talked, like I spoke to friends about it too, on, on how he did that. I think it was very interesting how he did it. I don't, I know there were things there that could be very offensive for sure. I just don't know how, like you, the, the way you said it was really well done. The way you said it, like he did it in an interesting way on how he, he was doing it. It may not be like the best way of describing certain uh, people, uh, you know, but, but the way he was doing it was kind of interesting in a way that allowed us to kind of think about other things and like for me I it made me like oh, okay I see what you're doing here as a as a big picture not like just what you're doing right now more of a big picture of, of what is happening and I don't take his words for gospel I just take it as like okay this is Dave Chappelle's take on this in a very interesting way um so that was my that was my thing I'm just like okay I see what you're trying to do um, but the way you described it, uh, Zuli, was was good. The way you said it was like uh, fascinating. The way he was doing it, yeah. But uh, yeah, the mainly yeah. about uh, problems. Yeah, yeah. I um I I don't think I think that <laughs> there are so many yeah media out there that that does these things, and you mentioned it like it could be comedic comedic way or a serious way. I think just having, like, again, going back, having more uh, voices from trans transgender people in the media is going to be the one that neutralizes the, the perhaps maybe the ignorance because it becomes more uh, normalization and no morality, you know, in, in our society. I think having that more is going to help with the, the, the normalcy to it, to our society, if you agree or not, I don't know. But that's yep. what, yeah, yeah. I, I don't want to. Yeah, yeah, if you have more, if you have more voices, exactly, exactly. Um, That'd be great. Oh. Uh, we'd be, it'd be, <laughs> yeah, if we had more media, and we, we're getting more slowly, so slowly. Um, is, that's but thing, we're is. getting more, and that's yeah. like you know, that's amazing. Mm -hmm. um, that's really exciting to finally be getting like some representation uh, on purpose. Sometimes we, yeah. a lot of times trans, you know, the trans community just like picks people. It's like that one looks right. We call we call dibs, uh, and no one can say say we're wrong, so we call dibs. Uh, and then, <laughs> but then you know, giving some on purpose, super exciting. Yeah, yeah. Do um, so like the way I. I, I I do want to do, I want to, sorry, I can't even speak right now. I want to ask one last question, like being trans and black in Atlanta, how, how do you na navigate yourself in a way where, how do you avoid being a target if you are a target? I'm not too sure like how you navigate through that in the South. In Atlanta. Yeah. And specifically Atlanta, right? Now Atlanta is kind of its own microcosm. I won't okay. say anything about greater Georgia, but specifically <laughs> in Atlanta, we have so many queer people. We are just full of queer. We fucking <laughs> love queer people here. Um, 
Uh, but also, most times, I don't, you know, it's, I, I've cultivated a certain level of look in like, uh, strut, like I'm gorgeous. Like that's like, don't, you don't need to worry about that. Cause I'm like, I'm just really hot. And I make, I make an effort to being hot, um, which is fun <laughs> for me. Uh, so I go out and I, you know, I'm confident in what I look, look like. And I know that since I'm in Atlanta and I'm in a very specific, like, you know, gentrified part of Atlanta, like most <laughs> times I'm not at a target, buy stuff and leave. Uh, also it's a pandemic, so I don't go out that much. Uh, so <laughs> I can't really be a target if there's nowhere to aim. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I see, I see, yeah. You know, yeah. Actually, right now, the hardest part is the being black thing. Um, yeah, because you know people don't really come at me for being trans, but like in America, almost every black person has had a problem where being where being black became a problem. Um, like I once I was literally walking uh, to my apartment, like you know the apartment that I pay rent for. Um, and I saw down the hall, there were police officers and there was someone guy on the ground, like, you know, and I was like, yo, what's going on in my apartment, you know? Uh, and they said like, apparently there was like squatters or something and they were taking them out. And I'm like, okay, none of my business, right? Just, I didn't know if I need to be worried, but apparently they had it handled. So I, went about my business and went back to my apartment, right? And one of these officers came up to me and said, hey, you match a description, which if you are in America is almost tantamount to a death sentence. <laughs> Jeez, yeah. Uh, and that's only barely an exaggeration because if the police say you match a description and then they try to arrest you, and then you resist arrest because you know you don't match anything and you know that you're just living your life, um, then sometimes they just kill you because they want to. So, because they want to, yeah. Yeah, they just do that sometimes. It's actually a huge problem. Did, did you not catch that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, um, I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't, uh... I uh, I just I stress a lot about it. I just don't. I'm like just yeah. Uh, it's incredible. Yeah. A lot of out like black people as a whole are living through constant trauma and fear of terrorism, uh, and they have been for centuries, actual centuries now. Um. Which you know has some health effects, which you know cycles back to the pandemic and so many other problems. Yeah, I feel like I can talk to you for a long time. I feel like I could. Really I'm very good at it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm so glad uh, Caroline uh, brought us together and so we can speak together. And I, and I had it really, I think it was a very interesting way to get to know you through podcasts. I think this is like the second time I'm knowing somebody through a podcast and letting everyone hear about it. Um, <laughs> I think uh, it's nice. I think it's 
cool to be a little bit transparent to a little bit. Um, thank you for doing this, uh, Zuli. Thank you for coming and being brave to talk to me, even though you don't know who the heck I am. Uh, <laughs> so I, I hope you had a good time. Um, but I don't want to control on this for you did. That's good. That's good. Um, I I don't want to keep you away from anything, and also I don't want to yeah keep keep going because I'm like it will probably take a long time for us to go and dive in with what's going on in the social structure of the United States. So thank you for coming and everything. Um, uh, I I hope you enjoyed all this. Um, it, let me know if you have any thoughts later on. Uh, give me a shout out. I'll keep in touch with you. So. All right. Thank you for having me on to your show. Uh, it was a pleasure getting to know you and explaining my side of the universe where everything's on fire. Uh, goodbye, C Canada. <laughs> Hopefully you won't do what we did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs>